thank you for tuning in. On tonight's episode, we will be discussing the 52 ways to make $1,000. Yes, visionary Dr. Tanya Blackman and her friends, the co-authors of this amazing book, will be explaining what they're talking about in the book, where you can find the book, and 52 magnificent ways for you to make $1,000. It is so good to have you all here. I am so excited to hear a little more from you guys about this project. I know I'm part of it, but you are carrying this ball well, Dr. Tanya. Tell us about the project. I am so excited to be here, Precious. Thank you so much for allowing me and these awesome people, these distinguished guests, to be a part of this platform tonight. And on August 14th, um, you know what? It's going down. Um, here in Las Vegas and also virtually, August 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to be teaching people 52 ways to 1K. So, so excited. And also on that day, we're going to be dropping our book, 52, 52 Ways to 1K. It's a global that's, collective. That's, that is amazing. Now, what about those who can't get to Vegas? Some people may not be able to get there. Is there a way for them to tap in? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I have a bit.ly link and um, it's it's actually bit.ly Dr. T Vegas. That's all you have to do is um, check on that link, pay your $49 and then you will get the Zoom links. So you can come right on there and be in the room with us. Awesome. 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 Now, can I trouble you to introduce the beautiful co-authors? Oh, definitely. I am so blessed because 10 women from around the world said yes to this particular project. So, and everybody is putting their hearts and, and their minds and their love in each one of the projects. Um, we're going to be being ministered by song by, by uh, Dr. Takesha Wade. Um, she's a psalmist and she's also a licensed counselor. She wears many hats. She has a domestic violence in, uh, center and I love her so much. And then um, we have a real reigning queen in the house. That is, that is Dr. Angela. And <laughs> she is, I'm telling you, I call her a celebrity an interview, interviewer. She's a talk show host. She is so electronic and so magnetic and, and just has so much love just oozes out of Dr. Angela. That's for sure. And I've learned so much for, from her and I've been just been blessed to be in her presence. So, you know, those are a couple of the people we have, like I said, several other people that are going to be on, on in the project also. Awesome. Now, uh, today may be a little different. Kind of how we're broken down in the squares, like the good old days and um, the game shows. We're going to do some, I'm going to do some panel questions. And to make it easy, I'm going to ask the question and we're going to go down to Dr. Angela, over to Dr. Tanya and up to Dr. Takesha for answers. Um, my first question for you ladies is what made you go into business? Sorry about that, guys. I was muted. I was muted. I love this question. Um, first of all, I did corporate America for over 20 years, right? And I always did something um, as it related to either finance, um, and it was always a customer-focused position. And I initially started out in life wanting to be a talk show host. That was always my dream. And life happened. I went to college, had a little bit too much fun, okay, and ended up with... <laughs> My little boo boo cakes, baby one, 
and um, you know, became a single mom. And then um, it didn't work out with me and his dad. And I was told at, at a young age, you know, being 23, um, at that time, my son was two years old. And they said, listen, um, we were told that if you go, I lived in Florida at the time. And they said, well, Atlanta's the place to be for single black moms. They can really thrive and make a lot of money, you know, and it would be different than you just being here in Jacksonville where there's really nowhere to go. I just gotten laid off from my job because of cuts. And I said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. So I moved to Atlanta, 95, and it was just me and my son. I was a single mom, met my husband here, and then became a mom and became a wife and, you know, took care of family. And so I just worked. Um, but... I always felt like something was missing, you know, and I wasn't raised on business acumen. So um, my granddaddy was a black fisherman. OK, in the early 1900s, when black people weren't making the kind of money he was bringing home. So to be honest with you, he was wealthy. But we didn't know that because he didn't know anything about spending money. He was a rolling stone. So he thought, you know, um, he was a fisherman. So he thought bringing the good fish, you know, to everybody in the neighborhood. That was how he was going to be, you know, wealthy and giving his money out to everybody. We didn't know anything about investments. We grew up literally a black family that were just told that that was all white people things to do. Mm. So I never had any, you know, idea of money management. My mom said, have good credit. That's it. <laughs> tell you how to have good credit. She just said, make sure you have good credit. And then their thing was work a job. And then when you, this was my, this is what I registered, you know, she didn't say it like this, but I registered is when I'm too old to even really enjoy it, then I can retire and then I can see the world. That's how I looked at it. Right. So I've always felt like I was different than everybody else in the family because I just felt like something was missing. But again, you don't operate on anything when you don't know other than to work and you know make money and survive the way that you do and then 20 years went by you know kids were all over the place at that time because now i got teenagers who think they grown i got a husband we beefing can't get it together and literally i felt like i had a what i call an abraham moment and you know i was told it's time to move your family to an unfamiliar place mm. and then you're gonna get blessed right so long story short, we ended up moving to Dallas, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta, but it's farther out, very rural. And um, I remember uh, just feeling like I had hit a dry spell. I really did. Um, I had been the most depressed. I had gained the most weight in my life. And I still couldn't tell you what was missing. I just knew I wasn't happy. Nothing was going right. So I go into my prayer closet this is the first time I feel like I was one-on-one -on -one real with God, okay? And I said, listen, I'm broken. Like, I don't know what else to do at this point. And I'm bawling, I'm crying. And after that prayer, I saw a vision. And the vision was of me. And I was absolutely beautiful in this vision. Like, I was thinner. I, you know, I had lost weight, right? And I was on this white sand. And I was overlooking turquoise seas. And mm. I thought, wow, this is a beautiful vision. But I, I'm kind of comical when it comes to the Lord. I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> can I ask a question? Why am I dressed up 
in a bit white business suit because I was sitting on the beach with a white business suit on. And I said, I should be, you know, in a bikini, right? Because you look like in this vision, you got me kind of thin. So I'm thinking, hey, we, we could. You know what he said? That white suit represents new beginnings. This time next year, your life will never be the same. Huh. And And literally, it was never the same. And so I just started actually researching what I wanted to do. I went back to what did I always want to do from the beginning that I knew would make me super happy that even if I didn't make money off of it, I'd love to do it. And it was traveling and talk show hosts. So the first thing I did was start traveling. And guess what? A year later, I went to Jamaica for the first time in my life because my financial situation had changed because I had started getting educated in business. I started sowing seeds. And one Saturday, I was at, at an all-white beach party overlooking the turquoise seas and standing on the white sand. When I tell you that year, I was like, God did what he said he was going to do, and I've never looked back. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, what about you, Dr. Tom? Oh, business is in my blood. <laughs> I often say that because um, I, I don't know if in my family if there's any other thing not to do because when we were growing up, we were always told, uh, to go to school, finish school, get a college degree or get a trade and then have a business on the side. And I've shared this many other on many other platforms. I come from four generation of uh, business owners um, way, way, way back. My first job really was for my uh, great grandmother. She um, she would get the contracts in, in Cottageville, South Carolina, and um, we would have to go and clean, clean, the, clean the white church, you know. That was one of my first jobs. Another um, first job I had was for my grandmother. We um, would have to clean the homes. So I always had to clean the bathroom. Um, and, and my grandmother would sit on the, the people's living room chair or den chair and drink her um, her Miller beer and smoke her cigarettes. And then she would get up and check <laughs> check us to make sure that we cleaned everything correctly. But, but to be honest with you guys, um, it's just been in my blood. I knew that I was always going to be doing some type of business. And um, and to be honest, I had I was playing at business for a long time, though, you know. Um, and when I say playing at it, I would keep my day job and then just do something, you know, on the side also. But it wasn't until maybe about four years ago when I finally got my degree, my, my terminal degree, and I said, God, if you want me to work, then you'll open up a door for me to earn a certain amount of money. And if that does not happen, then I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and just do the business full time. And I'm telling you, I was offered some jobs that I had, you know, hardly any money here in Las Vegas. And I decided not to take it. And then my husband said, what would happen if you would just go ahead and do it full time, Tanya? What would happen? And then that's, you know, that's why I'm here now, because I've been doing it full time um, for the last five years. And um, and that's why I started the business, to be honest with you, you know. It had a lot to do with the fact that it's in my blood and and I watched my parents just earn money, watch my uncles, my aunts, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather. You know, he um, he's going on to be with God, but he would make the make the alcohol and, and sell the bootleg liquor. <laughs> you know, yeah, he had a, 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 a store in the back of the yard and people would go over there and buy, you know, drinks and chips and stuff and what have you from that store. So it's just in my blood. Thank you for asking me that question. Oh, you're very welcome. So far, these answers are amazing. And I just want to take a moment and point out that these are two opposite stories. 
one comes from a family of business, one comes with no business background from the family, yet they are both making it work. Dr. Takesha, tell me your answer. <laughs> thank you, Precious. I love you. And I thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, Dr. T. I love y'all, uh, Angela. Um, I'm going to take mine back to the beginning. I'm, I'm going to make it short. Um, the beginning for me was my mom always pointed out how I was giving advice to her as a child. And um, it made me go back to that beginning thought um, at one point um, in my 20s. And I always asked my mom, I was like, well, how, how old was I when I started giving you advice? And she told me I was between four years old and five years old. And she said, I would usually, um, I would literally tell her to, you know, mom, it's going to be all right. Stop that crying. You, you got this. Like, what, mom? I, what? <laughs> and so um, as time moved on through my childhood, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to um, just help people. And so once I graduated from high school, I had to make that decision. What is my career? And I always love to talk to people. Love it. Love helping people. And my mom said, well, why won't you just go ahead and take the assessment uh, for your career before you go? So I took the career assessment and it, it gave me the results. And my thought process is, okay, I'm going to be a psychologist. So um, I went to college for psychology. I said, Ma, I don't want to do psychiatry. After reviewing all, you know, what they do, I don't want to prescribe medication. I don't think medication is the key. So therefore, I started, um, I started school and then I had my baby, my oldest baby, my girl. And I had to stop. I, had, I, I literally had to stop school and get in the world, in the corporate world. So um, moving fast forward to that, I went through the corporate world. I went through several jobs teaching. And one day, um, because I was a director at a facility for patient access, and one of the nurses that I worked with, she said, um, you know, she always come to me for advice. And she was like, Keisha, do you not know that you're some type of counselor or something or a life coach? Do you know that? I was like, and she was like, for all these years, you 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 may just been doing that. And I was thinking, you know what? As much advice as I've been given, I think I'm already a psychologist in the spirit. And so um, I moved forward and then um, I started following Dr. Sonia Stribling. And I started watching her and she was saying how, you know, she was a life coach as well. And I started taking her courses. And one day she told me on the live when I was asking questions, she said, Takesha, um, God is telling you to open up your business. You're a life coach. I'm like, oh, no, I never thought about that now. <laughs> so I moved forward and I, I searched the school that Dr. Sonia Strimbling went through for her coaching um, to get her certification. And I signed up for it. And at first I was so scared, y'all, because I didn't have the money for that. It was expensive. And as I scrolled down before signing up, they had a scholarship. They help individuals that has low income, they pay for your, your certification, so much of it. I graduated 
open up Open Arms Connection LLC. And as I move forward through the business, I said, now I know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. My purpose was I was coaching me through it. And I looked at all my past experiences, my trauma, the domestic violence I went through. And I said, this is it. Not only am I coaching me, now I'm coaching me to coach others. So this is why I'm here today. This is where I'm at today. I started from the beginning. I assessed my beginning. I assessed my mid. And now I'm where I'm at today. And I'm still learning. And I'm still growing. Awesome. 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 Love it. Just Thank love you. it. Love it. Thank now, you. question two. <laughs> what was the hardest part of getting into the business you are now in? Um, for me, the hardest part about business was changing my mindset to believe that I could do it. Um, because when you are raised to only think a certain way, um, I've been told my entire life, there's just something about you. There's something about you. Young lady, there is something about you. <laughs> and I would laugh because I would be like, what is it? <laughs> it's like, please help me out, okay, so I can get the memo and find out what this sensational person is all about. Because I never felt like I did anything special or, or anything. As a matter of fact, now, I, I did do very well in school as far as, um, you know, we were talking before the show and we talk about social or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I was very social, but it was because I love learning from everybody. So I always went to predominantly white schools. So I, I usually excelled there. Um, I was athletic back then. I hate to tell that part of the story because they be looking like, well, you was athletic, girl. Stop lying. But I got the receipts. Okay. Um, but, you know, during uh, my school years, I just, you know, I never fit into anybody's, like, category. So I always was kind of, like, on the outside. But I love that. But because I, whatever came out of my mouth, people actually love, it was like, it always made me popular all the time everywhere I went. So I broke records when I was in, you know, um, school. And then when I got married, well, actually, even before marriage, I just realized that because I never finished school, um, college and, you know, ended up going into the workforce, that has always been at the back of my head as an insecurity. And even though people always say, you, you, you uh, can operate in any arena. They never understood why I never tried to be anything higher than, you know, I think management, but, but like the very first tier of a manager is the highest I even was willing to go in corporate America because I did not realize that I always make people threaten to be around me, you know, and I would be saying to myself, girl, I'm not even trying to get your job. Would you relax? I, you know, I like being a rep. I like, you know, but it wasn't that I liked it. I just didn't feel like I was good enough to be anything else. And I never had anybody in those years. Most women, instead of building you up, uh, they would tear you down. So a lot of times I would always like, God would always have like a special one or, you know, one person that would just, I mean, they, they would love me and then teach me. And they were always older than me. 
So they would tell me, girl, they just jealous. You know that kind of spirit you got and this and that. And I'd be thinking to myself, we over there struggling. Like the struggle is real in my house. What would you be jealous of? I don't have money like that. But I, but I did love my family. We always had fun together. Listen, I didn't even worry about a buck. I was like, hell, I got rich friends. What I need to be worried about being rich for? You know what I'm saying? That used to be my thing. We always going to get taken care of, so I'm not worried about it. But for me, I guess that is what, um, where I decided that I really need to, once I started operating in this business and started seeing success, that insecurity started happening. And I didn't know why. Because regardless of what people believe in you and what they say about your talent, if you do not believe it, it's a moot point. And so I had to literally, and when people would like um, try to partner with me on different things, I would always feel like, well, if they go away, even if I thought they weren't good for me, like I would know in my discernment, something ain't right about this chick, you know, but I would feel like, but if I left her or if I wasn't partner with her, she the one with the brains. I'm just here, you know, doing what I do. So I wouldn't know how to run a business. I've never looked at it as a business. I always looked at it as this is something fun, you know, to do. So mindset challenges is literally what I had to overcome. And I overcame that because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The first thing I had to do was admit that that was an issue for me because people always think you're so confident, but they don't know what you're insecure about. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, as, as bright as you may be to somebody, they don't know the struggles, the secret, you know, that you, I call them demons, secret demons that you're wrestling with. And so anytime, like, and, and I, and I'm not lying to you, I would go to like an event and I would cringe because I'm like, please don't come over here to this table. Please, please. Because, you know, I would be like, I know they about to come over here and say, Angela Foxworth, blah, blah, blah. And they would. But every time they said, girl, I'm to you, a bit, this a millionaire. I would cringe when I would hear that. I would be like, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't even have what it takes to be that. So now I'm operating in what I know. And when you're in purpose, and when you are obedient and when you are following, it is a wrap. Your wealth is here, you know. And I tell people all the time, I know they say, you know, you, you want my glory, but you don't know my story. And I hear that all the time. There is a price to pay for your favor. There is a price to pay for that. And so I'm just thankful now that I have the right mindset to keep moving. Awesome, awesome point. Mindset is important because it that's where it all starts. Yes. You can say whatever you need to say out of your mouth, but if you're not really thinking it and you're just saying it to get people to think that's how you feel, yeah, it's, it's just really not going to work. Dr. Tanya, what was your biggest obstacle? Oh, I've had so many obstacles over the years. <laughs> Honestly, I have been, when I look in the mirror, I have been my biggest obstacle. I have been the person who um, heard from God, fasted, prayed, heard from God, but then did not act when God told me to act, do what God told me to do. And I remember um, when I earned my MBA, 
And I remember saying, oh, I got my MBA. I'm going to make $100,000 a year now. Yay. Right. And then the Holy Spirit arrested me and said, did you get the MBA for me or did you get it for yourself? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got this MBA for me, God, you know, just I'm just being honest, <laughs> you know. And then I remember um, I remember the first time I was offered a, a hundred thousand dollar per year job, you know, and your salary. And I prayed about it and God said no. And I said, wait a minute now. <laughs> You know, I, I want my money. I, I want to be able to earn the money. And then God told me, well, daughter, if, if they're willing to give you $100,000 per year to do what I've given you, the talents I've given you, how much money would you probably be able to manifest if you just do it my way? Hmm. And I have not looked back ever since then. So my, my I'm, I'm the one. I don't compare myself with other people because the word of God said that's foolishness to compare yourself with others. But I'm the one that has stagnated my growth because of the lack of being obedient when God told me to do it. You know, so what do I do now? I married a man that keeps me in line. So he reminds me in a gentle way, you know, um, we're not going to procrastinate. This is what God said that you're going to do. We're not going to be concerned about the budget. We're just going to go forward with what God has said. And then I have these adult people that I'm accountable to now. I have three beautiful children and they're a part of my board. I rely on them heavily to, to point me in the right direction and to keep me on that even keel, you know, because honestly, you guys, it, it's so much easier to just to watch Netflix and drink your Pepsis and just don't do anything at all, you know, <laughs> but that's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. The will of God is for us to fast, pray, listen, do what God tells us to do in business. That's where true wealth comes from. That's really where true wealth comes from. Doing exactly what God says and being obedient in his timing. So that's what I, I've done. I've, I've surrounded myself with people that will point me in the in the right direction. Precious, you do it. You know, you'll nudge me. You, get, you know, Dr. Angela, you know, we have off, you know, you nudge me also. You know, so I have a group of people that will nudge me and keep me going no matter what, you know, so. Great question, but I have been, my hinges was me in the past, but no longer anymore. So we have discussed mindset. Awesome. We have discussed us being our own obstacle. I definitely want to reiterate that if we would listen to the most high and walk in his guidance, that we would succeed. Dr. Takesha, what was your obstacle? My obstacle was financially. I'm going to be very transparent with you all. Financially. And what I mean by financially, I, I, I felt that I didn't have enough. I didn't have the money mindset. The healthy money mindset causing me to be in fear of investing in me in fear if i spend this money i'm not going to have enough so my mindset was my children come first if i put too much money in i'm not going to have enough to feed them i'm not going to have enough to clothe them and that put me in big fear that 
that manifested more and more fearfulness, you know, full of fear of other things. And my biggest challenge and obstacle, and I had to write this down, not knowing me. I didn't know who Keisha really was. I got lost. I was drowned. I was drowning in abuse. I was drowning in my trauma. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And my relationship with God, I didn't know. So I swam in this in this sea of, of, of journey, being in a journey with God and the and in my documented mistakes. And my obstacle was truly the financial manifested into fears of not having enough and can't take care of my children and other things and fear of investing in me and not knowing who Keisha is. Who is Takesha? I had to learn who she really was and who she lost. She lost herself. She lost herself. She lost herself in relationships. She lost herself in love addiction. But I can tell you this, she's back and she's stronger than ever. I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. You the transparency was needed. So we talked about mindset, which is, it, it's a real heavy thing. A lot of people are going through the mindset. We talked about our own actions being our obstacle. And then we talked about finances being a huge obstacle. Let me let me give one piece of advice on the financial portion. Never let money dictate your dream. Because if the most high gave it to you, he's going to make it happen. When he gave you the idea, he knew it wasn't nothing in your pocket. But if you get up and move when he tells you to move, and if he says, go right, go right, if he says, go left, go left, you will walk into what you need to do exactly what he showed you you're going to do. I, ladies, those were some amazing answers. Here is question three. Question three. Now that you got a little ching, ching, change, change. <laughs> How are you guys making it work for you? Okay, this is a great question, uh, Miss Precious. It really is. And it is actually, to me, one of the most critical. So I definitely feel like you have got to get to a point where you want to make your money work for you. Money should be making money. You should be making money in your sleep. Dr. Tanya says it all the time. I want to be sleep when I hear cha-ching, you know, um, coming in or when I see, you know, my PayPal or whatever's in my bank account. Um, so in doing that, you know, you say, well, how do you do that? You literally have to be wise about money. If you do not know what to do, ask an expert. Because um, let me tell you how possible this is. I had a friend of mine who was the controller of the company, one of the companies that I worked for in corporate America. And literally, 
he made six figures a year. So it was a high paying job. But through his investments and being able to, you know, um, invest right from the 401k to just your own stocks and bonds and mutual funds and different things um, that he had on the plate. He is now retired at 42 years old, okay, um, as a millionaire. So he will never have to, he will never have to work a day in his life. And his money, the way he set it up, is always going to be working for him. You mm -hmm. have to do the exact same thing. Make sound investments. Look at that dollar. Is it now? Do I believe in treating yourself? Of course. Like you don't work hard not to get treated. But let me tell you what, and and I don't know the audience culture, but I'm just gonna say this. Culturally speaking, I'm gonna talk my culture right now. Culturally speaking, we don't need to be keep spending dollars on validation. Okay. Like it doesn't matter what you rolling in. Because guess what? It depreciated as soon as you took it off the lot. Whether it's luxury or whether it's not luxury. You, you know, I'm, and I know I'm about to get beat over the head. But $450 tennis shoes is really not that serious. Okay? It's rubber. I mean, for real. With a check mark on it. Relax. Okay? And, and what I say is, again, it's not okay. But here's where the problem. It's not anything wrong with you wanting to have the best. If Gucci is your thing, it's your thing. But if Gucci is taking over the fact that your electricity just got cut off, we have some money management issues. And so you have to get to a point where you're, you're making your money work for you and it is always evolving. Like you're in this wheel that you will not have to worry. So when they talk recession, you're laughing because it ain't recession for you. You're not going to take any losses because your streams are flowing. And that's where we really have to get to. And I'm just going to be, let me, let me get even deeper. For those of us that believe, if you know the timelines of the Bible in the end, you better be getting in preparation for what's to come. Okay, that's, that might be a little deep for some people. But the reality is you need to be preparing for times that are coming. It is showing us every day where we're at and where we're going and you want to be in preparation start investing and learning how to buy land why do you think people are buying up land all over the place there's a reason okay and make sure you start you know cultivating learn how to grow your own things it's it's literally some you know you're gonna have to take time to learn about how you're gonna make your money work for you but it is ex it's extremely vital at this stage of the game and mm -hmm. very, very important. Put luxury on the back burner. Don't don't not have luxury, but just make sure everything that's important is first because then you can have fun. Play hard now. You work hard later. Through God's grace, you're going to be able to enjoy it all. But just make sure you're being wise about investing. Awesome answer. Awesome, awesome answer, especially the part about preparation. Yes. Dr. Tanya. But I mean, that's I've never shared this openly. I said this earlier on a forum about. Um, so you said, what are we doing with our money now? Are we what are we doing? Is that the question you want to know? We don't have to be we don't have to pry into what you're doing now, but just. Um, 
how is how are you making it work for you? Is invest is it investing? Is it what do you better quite I'll reword the question. How would you recommend okay. someone else to keep the money flowing after they figured out how to make this thousand dollars? <laughs> okay. Because in my mind, my mind is on travel, global travel. So it is extremely difficult for me <laughs> to earn money and not book flights and not book <laughs> rooms and things like that. So <laughs> I love traveling. I'm addicted to it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I am not taking all of my money and booking travel because of my husband. Full honesty. That's just the truth of the matter. It keeps me balanced. <laughs> <laughs> but truthfully, <clears throat> in a serious standpoint, um, I, I think about some of the things that I've done over the years and I'm giving God all the glory. Uh, my, my, my husband and I were able to, God bless us with the ability to pay cash for a home one time with the land. And it's because of savings that we had gathered. And it was also because of a big seed that we had received. And I, I believe that um, when you get that check, you know, certain people um, have to pay taxes and some people get a check every year. So I recommend that anybody, when you get a check every year, don't spend it. Take that check and do something with it. Um, there are tax lien deed sales where you could just buy, you know, some property for maybe a thousand dollars, maybe ten thousand dollars, whatever the case may be. And then you can hold on to it for a year or so. Turn, turn around and, and sell that land for another 15, 20 or whatever the case may be, $1,000 after a year or so. So that, you know, so you, in other words, you would have made like $20,000 in one year. You only made like a $1,000 investment on that. That's one of the ways that you could actually do it. And, and the way, when money comes into our home now, we understand that our money has a mission. Every dollar has a mission. So there's a purpose behind every every money that comes in. So there's a certain amount of money that has to go in that category of actually living expenses. There's something that has to be put, put aside, even if it's just $20, that's just for emergencies. And there's another little area for fun. And then there's another area that's right there for investment. And to be honest with you, whatever you do with a thousand dollars, you do the same thing with a million dollars. Every dollar has a purpose. Start where you are. That's what I did. It took me about six months to save $10,000 at one point in my life, but my husband looked at the account. He was like, where did this money come from? I said, I saved it. I remember another time when I had saved up $20,000 in a year. My husband said, wait a minute, where is this money coming from? I said, I saved the money, period. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm praying. I mean, I need prayer so that I don't take my money and travel too much, that I really do what I say I'm sharing on here today, you know, so the word of God talks about how um, everything is to be done decently in order. Mm -hmm. So when we're given a hundred dollars, we need to be, we need to be mindful of that, you know, and I'm talking to, you know, to myself because I've messed up a whole lot of money over the years. And before uh, precious, may I read a quick scripture before we go on a mm -hmm. quick scripture? Is that okay? It's, mm -hmm. it's from Proverbs chapter six. Okay. It says, go to the ant, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. It has mm -hmm. no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores and provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lay, lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from the, your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands 
to rest and poverty will be, uh, will come on you like a bandit and scarcity scarcity like an armed man so that's my my tip to everyone is come on now if ants did it shouldn't we be doing it too yes 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 definitely definitely a strong scripture because it does make an example of the wealth position of the ant. And you're right. If an ant can be wealthy, why can't we? Is it our mindset? Is it that we want to take trips? What is it really? Dr. Takesha. Mine, I have two. One, properly investing in me. Properly investing in a healthy way in me and my ministry. Example, books. Books that I read and it provokes me mentally. I'm able to go and put in a, a course. I can, I, can, I can start a course from God showing me in this book what, what what's my next, you know, example. Because the books that I'm investing in it are clear examples. So such as the book, 50 way, 52 ways to 1K, you pick it up. It's teaching you something. Mm -hmm. It's giving you some knowledge. So you can go back out and do what? Teach, reteach, go out, teach back. Courses. I invested in courses. Those courses are showing me how to sustain what what can I do in my business? Certifications. I properly invested in certifications. It is helping me, you know, with these certifications that individuals that really truly look at the certifications and say, okay, I'm willing to pay you because you are certified. And last but not least, community. And I say community because each one of these ladies here has taught me something and they have invested in me. And Dr. T, <laughs> she has showed me, she has given me so many nuggets, y'all. Let me tell you something. I was, I, I, I can go right now out to the world with her nuggets. And make 10k community before we got on and everyone jumped on the show precious shared something with me you know what she said i'm gonna help you keisha j j just let me know let me i i got you dr angela her show her tv show guess what advertisement exposure your community that's that right there says it all it takes what's the what is it y'all it takes uh what well, it takes a village mm -hmm. thank y'all oh i love that answer um definitely 
some good answers. I want to put some emphasis on an expert. A lot of us in our culture, we don't want to get therapists. We don't want to get investment brokers. We, we run from everything that can help us. And I don't mean going online and finding somebody who's talking good. I mean a true investor that has their licensing, that has their FDIC insurance, that that really does money. If you're going to do crypto, do it right. If you're going to do NFTs, stock, whatever you're going to do, take the time to do it right. I laugh when Tanya was telling her story, but I know Tanya. Them, tri them trips ain't hurting her budget, okay? I know her husband. I can assure you the trips are not hurting her budget, okay? And I am so humbled at Takesha's answer because I believe that's what I am supposed to do because if I'm up here and the rest of the community is down here, then all I've put myself in a position to do is be attacked. Because when they get hungry, they come in to get whatever I got. Okay. So it makes more sense for me to, while I'm down here, we rise in levels together. There is no crab in a bucket mentality. We're all eagles soaring at the same level of height. So I want to encourage everybody to keep in mind the 70-30 rule. I don't care if you have a job. I don't care if you collect cans. I don't care if you have your own business. Try this. 70% of your money we know is going to go to living, survival. Put your extras in that 72 of course, we know 10 is designed to go into the storehouse. That is ties. That other 20 should be your savings, your reinvestment in yourself. So I don't care if you take it and put it in the bank, you take it and invest it, you take it and buy seeds, you take it and buy gold. But if you try that 70-30 breakdown, you will begin to see a difference in your lifestyle you will be, begin to see a difference in your mindset because wealth is not calculated by your car or them shoes with that rubber and that check, Dr. Angela. But it starts within us because if your cabinets are empty and your refrigerator is empty and a check comes, you're still going to be broke because you're going to take that check and put something in that refrigerator in that cabinet. So is broke really broke? I tell people all the time, if you don't have any money but all your bills are paid, you good because there's somebody out there who can't pay theirs. Our last and final question for tonight, just for tonight, is can each of you please tell our viewing audience where they can find you social media, website, and what specifically they can book you for? Dr. Angela. 
Um, okay, so I am on Facebook as the Angela Foxworth Show. It is my, you know, official social media page. My personal page is Angela Collins Foxworth. Um, my Instagram is at Angela Foxworth TV and the real A Fox. And then when all else fails, my um my website is www.theafoxshow.com and the uh website is normally where you can book me and i am a speaker i am and you know i am the client solutions manager for the business partnership i'm in which is lumen media and we're responsible for illuminating you um and that means any business that you have um and all you have to do is email success at lumenmedia.com and we can go over a strategy implementation and design because that is what allows us to stand out we really take a, a real good look at what it is you need to be successful and we use real data in order to expand you in the arenas that you're looking for based on who and what you represent so it's not one of those hey i'm gonna put you on here and you're gonna get 20 30 likes no, you're going to get thousands and thousands because we're actually utilizing the components that make that happen. We're going to put you in front of your audience. And when you're in front of your audience, they will know who you are. And then um, to book me, you know, for speaking engagements, I am a motivational speaker. I love being able to encourage um, individuals. My platform uh, and my initiative, which is going to be my 501c3, is SMILE. And that is Surviving Major inflictions through love and encouragement because that is the only way i feel like you can get through you know uh, a trauma and especially sexual trauma that's what happened to me that is my story and i want to be able to provide that so my show of course you know if you want to be on the angela foxworth show all you got to do is dm me um and we can set up a time when you can be on the show my catchphrase is life with a fox is living outside the box and i'm always interviewing with the purpose the three things that i like to represent is of course resilience because i want people to know that no matter what you go through as long as you get back up you're where you need to be evolution because as long as you're evolving and growing and learning you're going to continue on the path to success and my third one is also community it is not meant for man to be alone period we are to be together, to grow together. We all may be many members, but one body. And that's what I represent. So thank you so much, Precious, for having me on the show. Thank you for being a book collaborating partner with me. Um, it has just been absolutely amazing. And I love what you continue to do for all of us, ladies. And thank you, Dr. T, seriously, for just everything, for being the sister that you are to Keisha i love your beautiful sweet spirit don't ever change because people need to feel that so thank you again for having me on the show tonight oh you you're more than welcome dr tanya where can they find you i was muted <laughs> um the best place to find me would be on instagram at only dr tanya b that's o-n-l-y-d-r-t-o-n-y-a-b on instagram I am a business coach. I am a speaker. I'm also a minister. And I absolutely love helping people build their business dreams. So 
If you're interested in grants, if you're interested in starting a new business, contact me on Instagram at only Dr. Tanya B. And I'm also the visionary behind the 52 Ways to 1K book collab and also the Dr. Tanya and Friends on August 14th. So look forward to seeing you in the room and also seeing you virtually. Thank you, Precious, for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, Dr. Takesha, where can they find you? Yes, ma'am. So um, I'm an international certified life coach, and I specialize in relationship coaching, but mine is a little twist. I'm a self-relationship coach, so I work on you with you. Um, also in uh, uh, also abuse recovery, narcissistic abuse, domestic violence, sexual abuse, um, also intimate partner abuse. Um, I am the go-to for that. Um, I, I, I just I just know the Holy Spirit be with me when I'm coaching and I'm counseling. I'm a Christian certified Christian counselor as well. And you, I'm also a speaker, and you can reach me at www.openarmsarmsconnection.com or Coach Keisha W on IG. Precious, I thank you, Dr. T. Dr. T and Angela, thank y'all. I love you so much again. Y'all know I love, I love, love, love. <laughs> Well, I thank you all for joining me this evening. I thank you all for taking the time to answer the questions so that we can help those in the communities around us. I look forward to August 14th for this amazing workshop. I encourage everyone who can join virtually or come to the event in Vegas, please, please come. Um, the book is available for pre-sale now. We encourage you to order a copy of the book. If you, Even if you can't make it, get a copy of the book, 52 Ways to Make $1,000. It will be more than worth the few cents that it costs. The lesson for this episode is don't limit yourself. Don't allow yourself to be stuck in a place complacent scared to move because of things you've seen others go through, things you've heard others say, things that people have said about you. It's time to open yourself up to try new things, apply new strategies, and move in the way that those who have faith move. Today's scripture is John 10 and 10. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So if you're professing faith, saying that you are a child of the Most High, then what is stopping you from moving in that faith? Scripture says the intention was for you to have life in its abundance. So what's stopping you? A lot of the times, we make excuses, but it is simply the mindset. We're stuck in a mindset that we cannot have things because of this or that. It's time to let that go. Be healed in your mind, your body, in your spirit. Get up, get out, and get something.